Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas. Building a network to connect 40 million people to the internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a burst pipe in a family's house led to an adventure. How to Pierce the Secrecy Around Sexual Harassment Cases by Natasha Tiku The recent outpouring of sexual harassment and assault allegations has helped expose not only high-profile predators, but the culture of secrecy that shielded them. Now, lawmakers and advocates want to empower victims and make it harder for serial harassers to hide by restricting the use of non-disclosure agreements, the confidentiality provisions that obscure decades of complaints against Harvey Weinstein, Bill O'Reilly, and Roger Ailes by muzzling their accusers. Since October, a handful of legislators around the country have proposed bills banning confidentiality clauses in sexual harassment settlements where accusers are typically offered money if they agree not to pursue a claim or lawsuit. Critics of NDAs say signing away the right to report an unlawful act is inappropriate because the agreements can effectively gag speech about a matter of genuine public concern, says Mark Conkle, an employment lawyer with the firm Kelly Dry. Even the existence of an NDA can be a secret. Without knowledge of prior allegations, serial harassers go undetected and victims can't negotiate for a fair settlement. Bills banning NDAs in sexual harassment settlements have been proposed in the state legislatures of New York, California, and Pennsylvania. In Congress, where U.S. Representative Blake Farenthold, Republican from Texas, was revealed Friday to have paid $84,000 in taxpayer money in 2014 to confidentially settle a harassment claim from a former staffer, U.S. Representative Jackie Spire, Democrat from California, and U.S. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, Democrat from New York, have co-sponsored a bipartisan bill that would limit the use of NDAs in such cases. State Senator Brad Hoylman co-sponsored the New York bill banning confidential settlements in response to stories about Weinstein and Fox News, whose headquarters are in his district. 
I've heard from women who want to pull the plug on NDAs and don't want to be in the position of being asked to sign away their rights for a pittance, especially when the company continues to thrive at the helm of the predator himself, Hoyleman says. If that's not an illustration of unfairness, I'm not sure what is. Even outside of a settlement, non-disclosure agreements have helped harassers evade accountability. The New York Times journalists who broke the Weinstein story said former employees felt constrained from reporting abuse because of the NDAs they signed when they were hired. Former Uber engineer Susan Fowler said non-disclosure and non-disparagement agreements had silenced complaints about sexual harassment at Uber. There's nothing inherently nefarious about an NDA. Employers have traditionally used these confidentiality provisions to safeguard trade secrets or intellectual property. Nowadays, NDAs show up everywhere, from employment contracts when workers first join a company to separation agreements when they leave. But NDAs also have become common in settlements to resolve many types of civil disputes, including allegations of sexual harassment in the workplace. Employers typically insist on such agreements as a condition for settling a complaint out of court. Employment lawyers say it's unfair to characterize NDAs as hush money because no one is forced to settle or to sign an NDA. But amid the flurry of allegations against Weinstein, a pattern emerged. Younger women raised complaints at great professional risk were intimidated into signing NDAs by both their attorneys and Weinsteins, then kept silent. In October, Zelda Perkins, Weinstein's former assistant, broke her NDA and 19 years of silence in an interview with the Financial Times. In 2016, former Fox News host Gretchen Carlson sued Roger Ailes, then the company's CEO and chairman, for retaliating against her after she refused his sexual demands. Carlson sued Ailes personally rather than the network to avoid a clause in her contract that compelled her to settle disputes with Fox through arbitration. Carlson has been meeting with lawmakers on Capitol Hill to ban forced arbitration agreements, but she is still under the NDA that she signed in 2013 when she renegotiated her contract with Fox. NDAs and arbitration clauses are part of a larger trend toward legal contracts that keep complaints about powerful companies and people out of the public eye. In an email to Wired, Carlson said these contracts both silence the victims and fool our culture into thinking we've come so far when we have not. Employees who are asked to sign an NDA to get a job have little recourse. This is a way for companies to cover all of their dirty laundry before it happens, Carlson says. Lawyers for both employers and employees say simply banning NDAs would not be good policy. Some victims want the details to remain confidential, and forcing disclosure could lead to fewer, smaller settlements. Why would an O'Reilly pay that kind of money when the reason he's paying is to avoid the potential destruction of his career and ability to make money, says Mike Delicat, head of Oryx Employment Division, who typically represents employers. There's really no middle ground. Either I'm not going to give you this money, or you're not going to talk about it. Delicat, who's been defending employers for 40 years, can't think of a time when he's had to take someone to court for breaking a client's NDA. People respected those confidentiality provisions because they didn't want to have to give back the money they got, he says. But restrictions on confidentiality are not unprecedented. For instance, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission can negotiate private settlements when it sues companies for labor violations, but settlements with state and local government must be public. And last year, California passed a bill restricting confidentiality agreements in civil settlements related to felony sex offenses, such as sexual assault or sexual exploitation, of a minor. 
Employers say they couldn't possibly operate without NDAs, but there are areas where confidentiality is not the norm and the world hasn't collapsed, says Mina Kotkin, director of the Employment Law Clinic at Brooklyn Law School. Advocates say there are ways to make the process of adjudicating harassment claims more equitable and transparent without banning NDAs. This is the moment to seize, to be creative, says Noreen Farrell, executive director of Equal Rights Advocates, a nonprofit focused on expanding opportunity for women. Silence has only made workplaces across the country worse. Farrell suggests that employers be required to reveal prior complaints against a harasser when discussing a new settlement, even if the allegations were confidential and the details remained secret. If a victim knew that her harasser was a repeat offender, she might go to the police, she might demand that the harasser be terminated, and certainly she would consider that she needs substantially more money, says Farrell. Employers won't be keen on the idea, of course. Parties already have the ability to ask about prior complaints if they file a lawsuit, explains Donald Schroeder, a labor and employment attorney with Foley and Lardner. I'm not sure that an employer would even be inclined to settle a claim if they had to share up front and before litigation all of that information, he says. Another idea? Include complaints of sexual harassment under whistleblower laws, which protect people who report alleged misconduct. Under the Dodd-Frank law, for example, employees of public companies are protected from retaliation for lodging complaints with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Jody Short, a law professor at University of California's Hastings School of Law, who represented Jeffrey Wigan, the biochemist and whistleblower who exposed the tobacco industry practice of adding ammonia to cigarettes to enhance the effect of nicotine, says the whistleblower provision in Dodd-Frank could be a good model. She says NDAs have long been used to silence the messenger. Historically, harassment has been seen as harming an individual, says Short. The challenge for advocates, she says, will be stressing that the harm is more widespread. The claim could be made with more empirical evidence, Short says. Some of the recent cases indicate that it tends not to be an isolated problem. The women who came forward to speak out against Weinstein and O'Reilly have already improved the NDA process by jump-starting a discussion around labor rights and the proper limits of confidentiality. Kotkin, the Brooklyn law professor, stresses that non-disclosure agreements in job contracts cannot prohibit employees from reporting unlawful behavior. They don't prevent assistants who are watching Harvey Weinstein doing this from reporting it, she says. Some companies will try to take advantage of their workforce's ignorance in this respect, even if they know it's not enforceable, says Conkle, the partner with Kelly Dry. Further clarification on employee rights could come from the courts rather than legislators. Plaintiffs in at least four lawsuits are asking courts to declare pre-employment NDAs invalid. The National Labor Relations Board is making a similar argument in a case against Google. If these cases are successful, you're going to change Hollywood. You're going to change Silicon Valley. You're going to give employees a voice around the country, says Chris Baker, a San Francisco lawyer who filed lawsuits against Google and Binary Capital the now-defunct venture capital firm where investor Justin Kalbeck resigned after six women accused him of unwanted sexual advances. Google declined to comment. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a burst pipe in a family's house led to an adventure right now. We walk inside and it's raining. Our home was ruined. We couldn't live there. Our first concern was the kids. This was going to be hard on them. Chubb got us a place to stay in the same school district. Otherwise, it could have been a nightmare. 
Chubb turned a disaster into an adventure for our kids. And no one missed a day of school? Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.